0: hello welcome to i'm in a band podcast i'm joined today by tommy and james and we've got our first guest very exciting to uh see him once again it's little tom yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> little tom. tom
1: still still get to, to us he's known as big little boy. tom he's, he's big tom now currently the guitarist for west midlands punk unit face up might i add i'm in a band i Like what, what? What are you doing at the minute, anyway? Because I mean, like it's been a while since we've played together—like a, a fair few years now, probably two good couple of years at least. Um, what I've, I've always known you as a guy who's had a finger in many pies. What bands are you with apart from Face Up?
2: Well, not not a lot really. Um, I was doing a bit uh, with a band called Ghosts. Um, yeah. Face Up Face Up takes quite a lot of time. You know, it's kind of every weekend. Well, it was every weekend. Um, for for the people who don't corona. know who
1: Face Up are, they are a, an absolute unit of a band. I use the term meatbag on a regular basis, but if ever there was a band that deserves the title meatbag band, it is uh, it is Face Up, an absolute punk unit.
2: Bunch of meatbags. Uh, but yeah, other, other than that, I mean, uh, I've been working a bit on my solo stuff, really, so the, that's kind of took a bit of time.
1: Yeah, we, um, we, we were probably. just having a listen to uh, Foster in Harbouring before you joined the Skype call. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a massive step in sort of like a different direction from the Tom that I know anyway. Like,
2: yeah, I, I think because I, think like, I was doing so much like acoustic stuff and doing like open mics and stuff and everything became really stale. You could watch like five different people and all five different people would sound the same even though they're all really talented and yeah you know so I, for me it was just trying to break out of that mold and not just write an acoustic song but you know do something I like because because the stuff I like is you know the No More Orchestra and Jamie Woon and
1: and people like that Incubus so. yeah and Incubus was, and yeah. Yeah. Chris Chris mentioned he was here in Incubus where we were listening to it
2: yeah totally so so for me it was just just a way to to take some of those influences as well and
1: Very aware of like what our stories are. We've spoke about them enough times on this podcast, but just like it'd be nice to get like your story. What started you off? What what sparked music for you? Even before like you picked up a guitar, what what kind of made you want to do this?
2: I think it was probably my dad, and I, I suppose like like my old man was would always constantly listen to just to older older bands, yeah you know, Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and stuff. That's just because that's where he grew up with, and I think yeah straight away caught my imagination it was such a different not lifestyle but such a different way to be outwardly creative and I suppose for me I was probably like a a bit of a quiet kid as well so
1: like it it helps build an alter ego for yourself in a way
2: yeah yeah, definitely yeah yeah so I guess I guess that's just where it started really I don't know why guitar I don't know why guitar but (laughs) that's just where I (laughs) fell
1: we've played a, a fair share of gigs together over the years sometimes in the same band i mean before i was in Luna kiss like we played in a band together but quite a few times during the early days like with Luna kiss it's some some dirty dives uh, the rising sun in Coventry. that's 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 <laughs> the one beer the, engine uh, or the beer engine yeah both of those non-existent now unfortunately um White Friars, that's another one. Non existent
3: now. That's a stage that no longer exists. Didn't really have a stage though, did it? It was just the it was such a sick venue White Friars was. It was just like plonk, you in the beer garden.
1: If you had an acoustic guitar, you could play inside.
3: Yeah. If you had
1: anything more than acoustic guitars, that's like, sorry, you've got there's no room. You've got to get outside. You're just in the
3: yeah, you're in the smoking shower. It's great.
1: We did play a gig inside there once, and I think we had to sort of get on our amps Yes, yeah. so that there was room. <laughs>
2: I think it was the we like done to death or something, didn't we? And it was just like so horrible, cramped and sweaty. There. Was just, we ended up on top of each
3: other in the end, I think. Do you remember the gig time at the Dyer's Arms where Fred smashed his amp? He kicked it across the room, yeah. He kicked it. That was the first ever gig I did for you guys, for Dub Jam Force. And we, I remember practising that afternoon and then he just picked up his amp and there was only a lead problem. There's nothing wrong with the amp, it's just <laughs> his lead had like come out or something, or his lead had broke, and he just slung his head just over his head and just bang! And everyone was so tight as well, the crowd was like, it was quite busy in there, weren't it, that night? It was the bikers bar.
1: I think, I think the, the,
3: the toilets in there were bigger than the actual room we were playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it was a yeah. wicked room though, because it's nice when everyone can get that cramped in.
1: But these 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 are the gigs that you earn your stripes at. You know you cut your teeth at these sort of gigs, yeah. spit and sawdust definitely. gigs. You know they're yeah, they're the ones with the best stories. I remember what was that brick that you used to carry about with your Tom? There was a, I, I, I don't know what it was called. You used it when we played with Dead Film Star.
2: Oh yeah, the axe, yeah, my axe effects, yeah, axe yeah, effects. For, that uh, was yeah, it. like a guitar processing thing amp.
1: I remember you using that quite a bit, but there was it, it just always seemed to there was always an issue yeah. yeah as in if ever you brought that to a gig, I thought, oh God, here we go there's going to be something happen now
2: there was there was that one time where we played in london
1: was that that was dead film star wasn't it Yeah. and they 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 they're another cough band for people who don't know who dead film star, are. and it's it's like sort of industrial goth mm-hmm. metal
2: I was thinking so that this London gig we did. We were playing with Dead Film Star. And we turned up at this this, this place in Camden. Uh, everything's good, we get there fine, kind of learning to the venue. In the venue, there's just a ball pit, like a fucking old manky ball pit in the corner of the room. And it's just just disgusting. But I don't know why it's there. Anyway, this is where the Axe FX bit comes in. So kind of first song, going to a solo, it's like a really big fuzz, distorted solo. I kick the the knob on the axe effects and it changes to a clean sound. So I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing this whole this really ripping solo. First half of this ripping solo in like a fucking clean sound.
1: And, and then, it's like all, all of a sudden Enrique Iglesias' guitar player walks up on stage and decides to take yeah. it for you.
2: Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. So afterwards like, the gig goes like sort of well. There's me, Tom, and uh, this guy called Jake who's a really good drummer as well. He's uh, from Wolfhampton, I think. And uh, and so we we're, we're all kind of like kicking around the venue, nothing to do. Watched a bit of the watched a bit of the headline band. They were okay. A few beers in, you all decide to go venturing around this venue, and we just get lost for like forty five minutes trying to find our way around this venue. And I remember like didn't we kept kept walking out to the smoking garden or something.
1: Well, it was it was the only place we felt safe because we, we will say the venue's name. It was it was the Electra Works in Camden. And it was like a maze on the inside, like the venue itself looked pretty small. But when you would walk through into another room, we realised that we'd accidentally stumbled into like some sort of goth barbecue orgy. Head to toe, leather, uh, gimp masks, fishnet stockings, but you know, we're having casual conversations about politics and the weather and it was just a very surreal experience and I do remember us just every five minutes going, should we just go for another fag? Come on, let's <laughs> go on, let's, and, and we, we'd just sort of go outside to the fag shelter and just have like a chat of like, did you see that guy with the, yeah, yeah, I saw him, and did you see that person with the, yeah, what were they doing to each other?
2: Yeah, because there was there was a barbecue in the middle of the in the middle of the place, weren't there? This it, was like, still the gig.
1: This is yeah, still, still the, gig, the venue. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, it was like a barbecue going on. But I found out recently that that place is um, on a Saturday night. It's actually like a sex fetish club. People actually have sex
3: me. in there. It doesn't Something surprise like... me. Remember the Tuns in Cove? Did you have a gig there? Yeah. <laughs> I worked there. I worked there for a bit and they had a, um, a sex fetish night on that one night. And I thought, I just thought it was a birthday party, but they organised it for this guy and this woman, who was the stripper, come in. And as I was setting the bar up, she gave me this birthday cake. And it was only a little Tesco, like, little shitty cake. And she was like, pop that in the fridge for me. I was like, yeah, obviously, they brought me a nice little cake. They'll have that in a bit. Then all the weird bondage stuff happened. Then she came on stage with a partner who was dressed like a bear with a big dildo who shagged her on stage. And then someone said to me, they need the cake. I handed the cake over and she proceeded to put the cake on the chair and just dropped her ass in it and just sat on it and then she had a cake all over her ass. and I was just, oh, that's what the cake was for. And it was just <laughs> the most, it was the most bizarre night of my life. I remember this guy who was dressed like a clown, like a sex clown coming up to me and party went, I've enjoyed watching your face more than the show all night. Because I think I was just at the bar like, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: Um, just going back to uh, the Axe Effects, just uh, just to describe that to people who don't know, it isn't it like a sort of a large pedal board on the floor that or simulates an amp? So you just your output goes straight to the PA, is that right, Tom? Yeah, so so what you've it got no amp on stage. Yeah, that's
2: right. So it's like um, what it does is it's got the different amp sounds and uh, effects and stuff like that. I mean, I've got the actual uh, rack mount unit. Which has a pedalboard with it. But yeah, so it has all your it has like different different amp models built in there. So it emulates uh amps and cabs and all sorts. It's even got microphones built in there so you can have different microphones on cabs and stuff like that.
0: There's no loud amp on stage feeding back into the vocal mics, which means the sound guy can get a much better sound from yeah. the band.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean for for me, because I had a whole lot of different jobs at one point, the thing I was struggling with was, was kind of getting The right sound for each gig. One week I'll be playing with Emma, who's like a pop singer. Then the next week I'll be playing with like dead film star, or like in a metal band, uh, or playing bass as well because it's got bass um, bass amps in there as well. So it just it just helps that no end really, Um, and it's made its money back in in droves. So,
1: what's the difference between playing guitar for Emma McGann, who is a very sort of clean cut pop artist, yeah, and then face up? bag band of Birmingham
2: well the, the the obvious one is obviously that that the guitars are very much in the forefront of face up the stuff I play with Emma or did play with Emma it would emulate what what a synth part was doing or what a vocal part was doing right um it'd be very rare that I'd like play I have to play full chords or anything like that it's that sort of thing um but it's good it's good fun like with, you know Emma's, Emma's doing really well she's quite a prominent live streamer I, I, I,
1: remember, I remember seeing you with Emma and seeing you were face up there and just thinking, this is this is two completely different <laughs> yeah. people here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can I never, never just sit on one genre of music. That's my problem. I can't.
3: You are an animal when you get on stage, to be <laughs> yeah. fair, man. Like, playing with you on stage, you're just like, oh, my God, I haven't got this much adrenaline in me as this guy.
2: There's only one way we feel comfortable on stage, and I think, well, I can't stand... I just can't stand there on stage and just just be static because it just doesn't... Doesn't work for me at all. You know, I get so nervous if I'm just stood
1: still. Would you be able to, I don't know, give a bit of advice? Like one one thing that a band or musician should never do.
2: I think the main thing is don't ever go into anywhere with an ego. Always be the nice guy, and if you can make the the rest of you, well, you know, if you're with if you're with a band or whatever, um, always be the nice people. Because at the end of the day, you've got a lot of people there that are just trying to help you out. Ego is just always one thing that I've. I've always tried to because even if you put on a bad performance, people are still going to like you. I think that's it at the end of the day, you know. People are yeah, still that's gonna a good go, point, actually. People are still <laughs> going to pat you on the back and go, "That was great," even though it's probably shocking.
0: I think the time to have the ego is when you're actually performing. That's when you can have a bit of a persona, yeah, exactly, and a bit of fun, yeah. Exactly. But then when you get off the stage, you need to be a regular guy again and not still yeah. rock star mode because, because you know you're not we're not no yeah <laughs> not in our circuits
2: yeah <laughs> people think that i suppose like when you when you come off stage and people are like wow you're so much different on stage it's like that's because that's a totally different area over there
0: i'm in my safe space my creative zone <laughs> on stage oh that's where i express myself
1: that's not the first time you've said that is it in that tone either <laughs> no, that was too good he says yeah. it to
3: himself every gig <laughs> yeah. Just going over and over in his head i'm in my safe, <laughs> space. My safe space. space i'm in the safe space <laughs>
1: In some of the previous podcasts we've done, we've spoke about like our worst on-stage moment. But what's what's yours, Tom? Give us yours. First thing that comes to mind.
2: I think the worst the worst time was when we I went to play a gig with Emma and it was a BBC thing, and there was like cameras there, uh, like a whole tent full of people, and we were playing at Cheltenham Racecourse. It was so hot that day. I, I, I come down with like a really bad cold, like a couple of days before. I felt fine before we went on. And then as soon as we went on stage, I think it was like the second or third song in, I could just feel my nose running. My nose was just like fucking pissing snot. And I'm like, fuck, there's like cameras here. There's people here from BBC. And I'm like, full of cold. Like I'm having to like turn away from the crowd. It's like, fuck it. That was so bad. I'm sure Emma won't mind me saying this. For Emma, it was, it was bad as well. Because we'd just got a new wireless microphone. And she was singing into the wireless microphone. And she'd smudged all her lipstick all over her mouth <laughs> so she had like red lipstick all over her face uh and i think oh, i think you no. to the stage she says don't ever wear like heavy lipstick when you go on stage because yeah. you she... end up looking
3: like marilyn manson yeah.
1: like... i was thinking the joker the joker yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah she's supposed to be in america right now but they've they've canceled that tour haven't they Obviously. yeah yeah sadly yeah um were you supposed to be on that tom so the um
2: to the, the tour she was doing was kind of like a bit more of an intimate virtual tour um, so they were, they were just kind of testing the waters out there
0: There's a lot of talk about a lot of venues closing which um, is going to be pretty pretty devastating really I think when everyone emerges from this lockdown and the gigs start turning like start up again, there might be a lot less venues to choose from
2: People are going to be so much more grateful for gigs and stuff that hopefully people realise that start putting money into venues and and stuff like that so that's 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 the only that's the only hope i have really that that people people miss venues and and you know that form of entertainment so much that they'll end up starting putting a bit more money into it
1: how uh how 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 are face up coping with the lockdown like obviously like you're not rehearsing we're not rehearsing i don't think yeah. anybody is
2: i mean we're, we're just doing bits where we can really um we did uh we did a cover of one of our friends bands rotunda um for the birmingham music awards um but otherwise we're just we're just all kind of cracking on trying to write parts and demos and stuff like that which is what i'm doing today because we're working on album number two which is which is pretty much done we've got we've got all the songs for that but at the moment we're just trying to demo for for any other splits and eps because in kind of in the punk world splits and eps are you know kind of another done thing same as like demos and that so Mm.
0: What are splits? I'm not sure I know what that is. So
2: a split is like, um, say, the split would be six tracks, so three songs from from us, and then let's say we did a split with you guys, it would be three songs, three Lunar Kiss songs and three Face Up songs, and then you'd obviously sell that CD, so our fans know about Lunar Kiss and your fans know about Face Up. That's that's what it would be.
1: That would be a very strange CD to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great idea. You know, I've not actually really heard of that or seen that on any of the circuits that we do. No, but it's. it's uh, I mean, it's, it's a good, a cool idea. Yeah,
2: I mean, I suppose the other thing is as well. Like some bands like doing. What was the band that you guys toured with last year? Um,
3: two piece band. Survival code.
2: Survival code. Let's say you guys did a bit of survival code because I suppose that'd work a bit better. You could always like interchange members, like you would like. Tom would play the bass part for them or something. You know, something weird. Or like, Will would sing on one of their tracks, or they'd sing on one of your tracks that you'd written specifically for the split. So yeah, but it kind of works creatively in both ways, I suppose as well. So
1: right, I'm gonna link you some quick fire questions now. Then Tom, favorite guitarist of all time? Go. Uh, Michael Eisner from Incubus. Uh, major or minor key, and why? Major. Whenever I pick up a guitar, I do like a sus four major uh, or something. You're a you're a happy yeah. guy. You're a happy yeah. guy. I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> I don't really get that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, one, one person to save in a shipwreck, your bass player, your drummer or your vocalist?
2: Vocalist, because then at least you could like sing songs to pass the time.
1: And venue toilets, do you shit in them or not? Do I shit in them? I have, Do you take I have, a shit in a venue toilet? I have
2: had to take
1: a shit in a venue toilet, so I'm going to go, but Was it kind of like the last, like, I've got no other choice, otherwise I'm going to drop it in my pants? Or... Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think I think with venue toilets as well, is like there's always something to read, isn't there?
1: That's there great. is. There's a lot of things to read. Yeah,
3: there's a lot, read. Crap there? yeah. a lot of graph uh, everywhere, isn't there? Whether uh, it's
1: stickers yeah. or messages that people have left.
3: Touring in Germany, though, is absolutely golden, because the venues have these, like graffiti sticked up toilets but the toilets were actually nice and clean you can actually go do a shit in them you're like do you know what this is all right like i'm i could sit down on it as well no
1: i'm not i'm not into that because that's kind of like putting ice cream on pizza it's like if I walk into a toilet that looks like a shit <laughs> and then I see a beautiful, <laughs> shining Armitage shank, just... um, I'm gonna feel a little bit pissed off. It doesn't keep. See, with I'm the not. Decor.
3: I need. I need myself a good toilet, mate. I need a good shit hole somewhere where you can sit down. Yeah, no, no, and I, I, I get. Ball. I
1: get that. I you get know. that. I get that. But it's like you don't expect to walk into a jazz bar and hear <laughs> Lamb of God playing, do you? It's just that it makes no sense. It might be fun as a one-off, but I, I do appreciate the venue toilet. I don't yeah. take a shit in them. I just like to go stand in there and just soak in the atmosphere a little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just <sighs> breathe, breathe it in. Yeah. Yeah. I need a bell! another episode of I'm in a band podcast uh, thanks gents nice to see you
1: oh we're still here oh, <laughs> yeah we're all here
0: alright thanks. Right. thanks for that you really played ball you really helped me end the podcast you can
1: do it again if you want mate but you know
0: no, I don't think I will but little tom thanks so much for coming down
1: thank you for having me thank you for having me pleasure nice you to mate see
0: your
1: face. yeah it's been nice to see you again he's pal a,
0: he's a lovely lad yes
1: yeah, so if, if you've enjoyed if you've enjoyed listening to uh our friend tom harris waffle shit with us uh, make sure you check out his uh current band face up meatbag band of birmingham and
3: uh we'll check out his solo
1: stuff tom harris thank you very much
3: well, hello and welcome to uh, another Lunar Kiss Interviews Lunar Kiss. And I'm going to interview Ross from Lunakiss, And I'm James, also from Lunar Kiss. I'm Ross from Lunar Kiss. And uh, we bring you this from Lunar Kiss. Pleasure to be here. I've, uh, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've been friends now. I think what we should do right now is celebrate crack a tinny. Have a tilly. Just collect a tilly, but I'll have a tilly. yeah, we we'll put it down and make it look like you could... We'll, I'll this crack mine. Here's I We'll edit. Like I've got. Yeah, I have got pressure on we it. Make it uh, the basis of our friendship. Yeah. And we're all good. And we'll kick off from there, basically. So, I'm going to kick off. So, how did you find all of us? on that first night, you came in and went... Especially me and Will. Me and Will have been friends, you know. I'd had a few people ask me to be in bands before, and I'd always sort of gone, nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only musical project I've ever really been involved in. Mm-hmm. You should feel blessed and graced. And yeah, great. I like, the, I like that, yeah. Honest. Honest. Blessed and grace. Blessed and grace. Okay. One of view Tenny. view of, you, Tenny. of you, Tenny. That was years ago. What's your favourite song now? Of Avaaz. Avaaz, yeah. Avaaz. Um, As a bass player, they came to your own. You know, we wrote totally different songs. Take Her Away might be the best rock song ever written. I don't it think could there's be. ever been a time I've not enjoyed playing Takeaway Live. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? Who is to say? Favorite vinyl? My Ocean Size. Get the It's all right, wrong. so don't worry. We're all friends here, and don't panic. It's okay. Another <laughs> few I mean, the questions are getting kind of hard to read because we've had a few tinnies. But as friends, right? <laughs> Why is Chris in the band? Because he's great. He's what? he's great. I'm only joking. It was deep. That's deep. It's not right. That was horrible. I'm sorry, mate. Do you remember with the Volcano Choir gig we went to I don't remember any details of the actual gig I remember the curry we went to before the Curry? That was an expensive curry, I remember that as well What's your best three-course meal? A soup, then a car break Then fudge cake a <laughs> It's a silly question but a good answer From Man Who Knows His Music Previously on the We Made This Network
2: Pull or pass. If it wasn't for this show, I wouldn't be buying anywhere near as many single issues as I do. I just was always happier with trades until we we did this show. Really.
3: Yeah, I think
2: that it's a large part of where I've come from as well. I own far more trades than singles. Working in a comic book shop and doing the show has encouraged me to go for more singles. But like I say, the last
1: couple of months i don't have singles and it doesn't bother me
0: we buy records do you ever read music mags no did you ever used to i used to buy them all Hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) why did you suddenly why did you stop buying them you may have heard of it tim it's called the internet no and what does that do is that a magazine
2: yeah it's like a magazine um but you can also listen for example when um... oh
0: so it's got a cd cover mount
2: Yes, exactly
1: that. Where can I get it? Usually you have to go to Dixon's and uh-huh. you get a disc. Uh,
0: yes. They'll give it you to for free. With like 500 hours. In, yeah, exactly. Free that, yeah. access. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. OK. Yeah, so you should try. Dixon's it. or Rumbelows? Right, OK. I'm going to try. Rumbelows definitely do them, yes. It's a bit of fun, isn't it?
1: Without a mouse.
2: Uh, so how's your lockdown going at the minute?
1: It's going all right, you know, it's going all right, Tim. I'm, you know, I'm doing sort of slightly weird and mad things like like a lot of people are, I guess. I've power washed the patio for the first time in my life.
2: Uh, yeah, we've done that. We've, we've done
1: that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken up yoga, um, which just to, just to colour the listeners with some
3: context, I'm um, uh, six foot four mm. um, and quite awkward and out of proportion. So yoga is not really my first calling, but giving it a go.
1: Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network.